This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omar Saleh and Hani Balkas on Pulse 95. Future Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. It is one fantastic day. We are a few days away from the weekend, and the energy levels are way too high right here on Future Talk. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, what apps are trending at the moment, is being discussed right here on Pulse95. We're bringing you the latest news in the UAE and around the world because right here in the UAE, there has been a technology that is allowing wide-scale testing. It's been developed through a collaboration in, from, the, from a company based in the UK and a company based right here in the UAE. How is this technology going to help us fight COVID-19 collectively? I'm going to be giving you all those details in just a few moments. But around the world, Apple is planning to become independent. They're moving their very own Mac chips from being developed by a company called Intel to them being developed by Apple itself. What does that mean for Apple's future products? Will the products be any cheaper? Are they going to be different? How will the software adapt to these hardware changes? Uh, We're going to be telling you all those details as well. But in our Tech This Out segment, I'm bringing you a very unique robot. There is a robot in Japan that has been helping the aging workforce still be productive even after they retire. But ever since the coronavirus pandemic has started, these robots have been deployed in the fight against COVID-19. How can we repurpose those robots and how are they coming in handy? We're going to be discussing that as well. But right here in the UAE, LinkedIn are launching a new offering that is helping all UAE members and employees work better. What does that mean and what features are we talking about? This is also going to be coming up as well on Future Talk. In our Gadget of the Day segment, I'm coming to you with a very, very unique face mask. One that you can wear underwater and that won't feel too constricting. Do we even need to wear face masks underwater? That's definitely a question that many of you might be asking. So make sure you keep Pulse95 locked. We're going to be coming and diving right into Daily Digital. So make sure you you join us. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Right here in the UAE, we have some breakthrough technology that is currently being rolled out for wide-scale testing. Artificial intelligence has definitely become a very important part in the fight against COVID-19. But right here in the UAE, we have an artificial technology company called Group 42 that is working alongside a UK firm to help develop a mass screening technology to help boost COVID-19 detection rates both in the UAE and around the globe. This population-wide testing is set to be rolled out within the next few weeks. But I know what a lot of you are thinking. What makes this form of testing any different from the typical nasal swabs that are usually done to test for COVID-19. The new device that uh, these companies are working on can be used on samples from COVID-19 nasal swabs, but it's also currently being developed 
to work directly from a saliva sample. That way, you don't have to go through the uncomfortable uh, testing situation when it comes uh, to COVID-19 testing. Now, this technique is using a very low-cost way of detecting disease in DNA and RNA samples. So it's basically testing to see if you have all the antibodies or all We can call them the fighters against the COVID-19 virus in your body. If you do have these antibodies, that means that you probably do have the COVID-19 virus. But this device is also going to be including a technology that allows a faster way of generating a very accurate genome sequence than all the older methods that we've seen out there on the market. This kind of testing has previously been used to detect malaria. And what's interesting about it is that one device, one of those devices that are currently being developed, can process about 96 samples in an hour. So that means we're going to be getting our COVID-19 test results at a much faster pace. However, this device can also find out if the virus is present on surfaces or in systems like water or sewage treatment facilities. The new technology that is currently being incorporated into the UAE's public health strategy will aim to enable hundreds of thousands of COVID-19 test samples to be analyzed per day. Now, the UAE has definitely done incredible efforts when it comes to mass testing. And we've always heard when it comes to the fight against COVID-19, The two biggest weapons are mass testing and making sure that all those who do have uh, COVID-19 are undergoing contact tracing, which is becoming possible through the download or through citizens downloading uh, the Al-Husun application. But the UAE has already conducted more than 2.5 million tests since the outbreak began, which is one of the highest screening rates in the world. Population-wide testing can help break the way the virus spreads, which basically means we are reducing the number of cases when we add in the strength of a rapid public health response into the mix. The UAE is increasingly turning to technology to combat the pandemic. Earlier this month, we were talking about another company right here in the UAE that was developing a rapid laser test to identify COVID-19 patients, which was also aiming to replace the current you know, nasal swab and blood tests that are typically being used to find out if an individual has COVID-19 or not. However, those devices uh, in the past were taking several hours to process the results but now they take less than an hour for the results to come out the test can be used for mass screenings and the results would be available within seconds this new technology is going to be introduced hopefully to the market in the next few weeks to few months you can count on us right here on future talk to keep you updated with all that arises from this story but let's talk about what's happening with apple apple has definitely been making headlines the past few days because they have announced a shift to its own main processors in mac computers in the past up until this point Uh, Apple was currently using uh, chips coming from Intel Corporation company. Now, Intel is a very widely known company when it comes to manufacturing chips, uh, processors in different computers. But early this month, they have announced that they want to move from using uh, chips that are being provided by Intel to creating their very own 
chips. Now, this is definitely going to take time for the developers to adjust to these chips before the new Macs roll out in 2021. And since the hardware transition is still months away, the timing of the announcement could change. However, they are asking not to be identified discussing private plans. We all know that Apple tends to be very secretive about their announcements, about their new products. We tend to see a lot of rumors going out in regards to what new products is Apple going to be releasing. Um, But at the end of the day, this secrecy is what makes their products, most of the time, uh, tend to boom. Now, these new processors will be based on the same technology that is currently being used in Apple-designed iPhone and iPad chips. However, future Macs will still run the Mac OS operating system rather than the iOS software that is typically found on mobile devices. This architecture is different from the technology that is typically being used in the Intel chips, so the developers will need a little bit of time to optimize their software for the new component. But what makes this announcement very, very unique is the fact that this will be the very first time in 36 years of creating Macs that Apple design processors will power these machines. Uh, Apple actually changed its chips only two other times in histories. Uh, One happened in the early 1990s, I think, when Apple switched from Motorola processors to PowerPC. And another change happened back in 2005 when Steve Jobs announced a move from PowerPC to Intel. And Apple rolled out those very first Intel-based Macs in January of 2006. So from 2006 to 2020, now a change is happening once again, and they're planning to basically source their very own chips. I know what many of you are wondering. Okay, great for Apple. They're changing their chips. What does that mean to us Apple users? That basically means that their new Macs will definitely be showing many improvements in terms of graphics performance and in terms of the applications that they will power. So by Apple basically using its very own chips, they're going to be making sure that their applications are using artificial intelligence, are working at a much faster pace. But this also means that we could be expecting thinner and lighter Mac laptops in the future. Now, the Apple chip product has been in the works for for several years, so it's definitely considered one of the company's most secretive efforts. And to see it being announced after many years of planning is definitely uh, a news that we're very excited to see. We'll definitely keep you up to date with all that arises from this story. But I'm going to be leaving you with Kings and Queens by Ava Max. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse95. The reason why I love our robot companions is because they can play many roles all at once. They're immune to the coronavirus pandemic and they can be very fast and efficient. Once upon a time, there were robots in Japan that were helping replace the aging workforce. Anyone who was being retired, these robots would basically take their role. And these robots are called the Ugo robots. So they were developed by a company called Mira Robotics, and they were basically reinforcing the graying Japan's shrinking workforce. But as the coronavirus threat stayed in place and only started to develop and become worse, the Japanese startup 
began to offer the machine as a tool in the fight against this outbreak. The coronavirus has definitely created a need for robots because they can reduce direct contact between people. There has been many inquiries from many other uh, companies asking these robots to become a part of their workforce. The latest feature of these remote-controlled companions, or the so-called avatar robots, is a hand attachment that uses ultraviolet light to kill viruses on door handles, on elevator buttons, on any of the surfaces that tend to be uh, touched by a lot of people at a time. Now, the population decline that is shrinking the Japan's workforce by more than half a million people a year is definitely what inspired this startup to create robots that are basically filling in all the vacant positions in Japan. The emergence of coronavirus-related demand could further that work, and this is exactly why Ugo the Robot is a pair of height-adjustable robotic arms mounted on wheels. It moves around different surfaces, making sure that they are being disinfected by using ultraviolet rays. What's amazing about it is that it's also being operated remotely through a wireless connection with a laptop and a game controller. The range measuring laser that is mounted on its base helps it navigate while still having eyes that will basically re-responding to its human companions. But the eyes also tend to give it a very friendly appearance, which makes people tend to feel a little bit more comfortable dealing with it. It takes around 30 minutes to learn how to use this robot, with each operator being able to control as many as four machines. So one game controller can actually control four Ugo robots at a time. Ugo costs about $1,000 a month for rental, and it can be deployed as a security guard, it can be deployed to disinfect uh, surfaces, it can actually carry out equipment inspections, clean toilets, and many other areas in the office building. It's definitely interesting to see how one robot could be deployed in multiple jobs. We could use it for disinfecting, we can use it to remind people to social distance, and we've seen it in different parts around the world. We've seen it in China, we've seen it with Pepper the Robot, and we're currently seeing it once again with Ugo. And it's also definitely interesting to see how people have definitely shifted their perspective on how to deal with robotics. Once upon a time, they were very terrified of robots taking over our jobs. But now that we are in need of contactless uh, interactions, we are in need of contactless deliveries, of disinfecting surfaces without necessarily having a large human workforce in the same place at the same time, robots are definitely coming handy when it comes to doing that job because they're, as I mentioned before, immune to the coronavirus They are very fast, very efficient, and can do multiple jobs all at once. But they're definitely not trying to replace us because they still need their human companions to make sure that all is operating at the same time. And whenever we're talking about what makes us stand out from these robots is the fact that many jobs that we tend to think, you know, they're not very hard to implement, uh, very easy to do, like picking up certain things, having precision, These jobs can be very hard for a robot to learn. But this is exactly why machine learning and artificial intelligence are in place. Robots learn from their mistakes and robots learn the more they're being used. So let me know 
have you seen a robot in action ever since the coronavirus pandemic has started? Whether you're listening to us right here in the UAE or from around the world, I'm pretty sure you must have seen at least one or two robots either disinfecting surfaces or reminding you to social distance. Keep Pulse95 locked. We still have so much in store right here on the show. Coming up, I'm going to be telling you all about LinkedIn's new features. What is it implementing and how is it going to be coming in handy for all of us living right here in the UAE? All this and more is coming up, so keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. This is Pulse95. Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? a question for all of you listening to us right now wherever you are in the world right here in the uae how often do you use linkedin now this is a question uh, that is being asked simply because i feel like in the world there's two types of people there are people who are constantly using linkedin all of their accomplishments all of their uh, announcements if they changed their job if they graduated they're all being posted on linkedin and then you have another type of people who barely ever use LinkedIn. Um, I feel like there's no there's no middle ground, um, but it's definitely interesting to see how LinkedIn have changed their platform in the fight against COVID-19 and amidst this pandemic to help people find more jobs. Now, LinkedIn has announced the launch of a new offering for members right here in the UAE that enables them to share news and daily professional moments, which basically will help them build and maintain valuable connections. Even though in the age of coronavirus, we're all trying to social distance, that does not mean that we have to be virtually distant from one another. As the first country in the MENA region to test the LinkedIn Stories feature, uh, which was released earlier, I think it was earlier this month or last month actually, which was basically a very uh, interesting take on replicating Instagram and replicating Snapchat stories. It became a more casual way to communicate everyday professional updates. Member in the UAE though now have an option of sharing videos and photos of up to 20 second duration through their LinkedIn accounts. And as the workplace starts to redefine itself, I mean, our work offices are definitely not the way, not the same way we left them before the lockdown. Things are different. We're all starting to adapt to this new normal. And it's becoming increasingly important for all of us to stay connected to our network and to grow our community. LinkedIn Stories is offering all their members a very convenient way to share updates, to share industry news and professional content with their connections. And this new feature is definitely going to help all of us to connect around the news and views that matter. Now, the impact of COVID-19 has led many teams to work remotely and apart from one another, which definitely breaks my heart because it's always interesting to work with other people face to face. Working remotely and being able and having that chance to connect with people through technology is fantastic. Honestly, it's a privilege that people in the past never had, especially those who were during times of war or times of pandemics. They did not have that option. But having the chance to work with people and seeing them daily is definitely one that we have learned to cherish after the lockdown. However, LinkedIn has definitely found ways 
to help all employees stay connected. And this is exactly why uh, they actually have been having a lot of co-workers have private conversations on the LinkedIn accounts themselves, which is basically a lot more uh, than or it's a lot more communication happening on LinkedIn by employees than what we've seen happening in the past. Now, we're also looking at three times as much engagement on different posts simply because people are spending more time online. Um, LinkedIn also recorded a 55% increase in conversations between connections ever since a lot of people started home quarantining and the COVID-19 situation has definitely had a very direct impact on consumption. People are spending more time online, whether it was on LinkedIn or different social media platforms in general. In this context, in this context, they're all out of LinkedIn stories in the UAE is definitely helping all of us stay connected to our network and find trusted sources of news on the platform. What's interesting about it is many people tend to think of LinkedIn as simply a place to find jobs or to look for jobs or share your accomplishments. But in a lot of the times, I've actually seen LinkedIn give me a lot of news that I haven't seen on other news outlets. People share news articles that they've seen that they've enjoyed. They write their own articles and share them on that platform, which definitely helps all of us get a better perspective on what's happening around the world. Let me know what type of LinkedIn user are you? Are you the type who are who's constantly posting on LinkedIn all of your accomplishments and writing your own views through articles? Or are you the type that barely logs in, only has their name, their email, their title, and that's it? Sharing your thoughts with me and what type of LinkedIn user are you? But keep Pulse 95 locked because we have lots and lots still in store right here on Pulse 95. My favorite story of all is coming up. We're talking about masks that could be worn underwater. Is this real life? Are we really talking about a mask that can be worn underwater nowadays? But as beaches start to reopen and as COVID-19 restrictions become relaxed, we need to take all the precautionary measures needed. So keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. We've seen all types of masks ever since the coronavirus pandemic has become a part of our lives. We've seen the blue surgical masks. We've seen the N95 masks. We've seen some very fierce black altitude masks worn by some of our presenters. I'm talking about Omar al the host of the Halftime Show. Um, we've seen all types and forms of masks that can be worn in different places and different areas. We've seen masks being 3D printed to fit the roles of frontline workers. Police patrols that have to be out on the road during some of the hottest weathers right here in the UAE. And masks that are very convenient for nurses and doctors that have to keep them on for 12 and 16 hours every single day. But one mask that I haven't personally seen, I want to know if you've seen before, is one that can be worn underwater. Do we even need to wear a face mask underwater? That was the first thought that came to my head when I read this story. But as beaches start to reopen, as uh, restrictions start to become a bit more relaxed, a bit more eased, we do need to maintain social distancing and we do need to find new precautionary measures, especially when it comes to face masks, that we can wear whenever we are out enjoying the sun and enjoying the weather on the beach. 
And this is exactly why a German company named Webit Sports decided to invent a face mask that can be used underwater. This is all becoming a part of making sure that we have personal protective equipment that is adapted to all of the different aquatic uh, activities that we tend to do as summer approaches. We see a lot of people um, ski, what was it called? Skiing on the water. <laughs> I forgot the term. Um, we've seeing, we've been seeing a lot of people enjoying the pools, enjoying uh, the beaches, enjoying tanning sessions. Now that we are trying to do more activities outdoors, since indoors is not the safest thing at the moment. But we bit sports is definitely trying to create an accessory in the shape of a face mask that we can still wear underwater. What's interesting about this mask is it's made out of material that allows you to breathe even if the material is wet and it can be used and reused in both salt water and chlorinated water so whether you're swimming in the pool or whether you're swimming in the beach this mask is able to adapt to helping you breathe even if you are underwater best part about it is it's also sustainable because it can be reused as well we all know that in many countries around the world and especially right here in the uae we are required to wear a face mask at all times the minute you step outside the house you do need to wear a face mask there are a little bit of different um orders that have been given if you're working out you can take your mask off if you are keeping social distance uh, from you and the person right next to you uh, but at, in general you do need to keep a face mask on and this is exactly why this mask is allowing us to even wear the face mask underwater the, the company itself has been selling different products in terms of adapting to the COVID-19 pandemic but keeping a mask on Underwater is definitely one that has left me shocked, uh, honestly, because I haven't ever thought that we would actually need to wear a face mask whenever we're going swimming or even diving. But the man with, as I mentioned at the beginning of the segment, the very fierce face mask is joining me right here in the studios of Pulse95. And you better believe I'm talking about the <laughs> one and only place to be at three, the host of the halftime show, Amar Duri. How you doing? I'm doing great. No, how you really doing? Oh, that's a nice question. Hey, that's go. a nice question. <laughs> I'm guessing this is the topic of the halftime show. <laughs> that's one of the topics we are talking about. But actually, no, I was genuinely asking how you're doing because I really enjoyed your show today. Oh, did you actually listen to yeah, it? Yeah, I listened to it on the way here. You're the best. And I missed the last 20 minutes because I was in the other side figuring out how to get back in the building. <laughs> oh, well, that's definitely been an interesting situation. Yeah, yeah. No, but coming up on the show today, we're talking about... Um, at the moment now, a lot of people are facing a lot of challenges and a lot of battles. One of the, the positive side of things is um, the cancer survivors. Mm. And I'm, I'm highlighting, you know, a, a positive note in what, what could be considered a gray area at the moment. Many people are facing a lot of obstacles, a lot of different battles, but these people have actually have actually survived it. And I'm really happy to, to kind of be talking about something a bit more lighter than usual. So that's, that's one thing I'm going to be talking about. I'm also going to be talking about the last time the UAE were in a huge competition in one of your favorite competitions the world cup oh world cup there you go <laughs> finally See, I, I knew that was going to lead you right into it <laughs> and that was in 1990 in in italy and i want to talk about that and if we're even that far away from seeing uae back in a big competition so mm -hmm. hopefully we'll be we'll be touching upon a few of those and more 
on the halftime show later. It's definitely interesting to see how I've grown to love the halftime show because even though I'm not that into sports, mm-hmm. but uh, it's tackling a lot of different topics, whether we're talking about mental health, physical health, emotional fitness, which are definitely topics that I'm sure you're going to enjoy. So keep Pulse95 locked. I hope you're having a fantastic day and we'll see you tomorrow, same time from 2 to 3 p.m. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.